Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. I welcome in my co-host, the Dick Grace, and my Bruce Wayne, Gerard Barrera. How's it going, Eddie? Pretty gush darn good, and that's right. The true Robin, the Dick Grayson. That's right. Thank you for getting that right. I uh, want to say hello and welcome all of my nerds for this segment of Crashing Game Night. Thank you guys so much Episode for joining us. Episode 51. <laughs> 51. But I, I got to oh. ask you, Jerry, do you really want to do you really want to be the sidekick version of Dick Grayson? I was more going with like Nightwing. Who's no longer Either a sidekick. Way, it's in his it's in his destiny to eventually <laughs> leave and be Nightwing. That's already part of this facade. Eventually, oh. I will be Nightwing. So for our listeners tonight, we are starting episode 51, much like we started episode two. It is just Jerry and I. Yeah. No, no sidekicks. No, no, nothing. (laughs) You know, no. uh, Justice League friends version of Aquaman joining us or anything like that. It's just the originals. Yup. How are you? I'm I'm all right. It's I'm on day three of this week so far, and I am looking forward to Sunday. Um, I've got four days left. Oh, but, nice. Uh, yeah, I'm on my. I mean, it'll be nice because next week is not doing nothing other than, nice. you know, taking the car in for maintenance. So I will be catching up on some of my games. <laughs> Must be nice. Uh, yeah. This is like the busy, busy time for me yeah. right now. And. I'm on my fifth day of work. I got tomorrow. I worked all day tomorrow mm-hmm. until like eight or nine o'clock. So I'm missing Thanksgiving. That's so. not fun. Working. Yeah, all but day. I'm celebrating it on Saturday anyways. So I might as well make some money. Okay. Make some of that. And moolah. you're going to be, and you're going to be celebrating on Friday with black Friday. Oh yeah. That's my, that's my real holiday. That's yeah, I'll be day. working all day this year. That's the yeah. one day I always ask off. Because I need well, to get you know, my deals. We had the option of, you know, I had the option of just still keeping my day off for Friday, but um, we needed coverage. So I was like, you know, I'll help. I'm not planning on going out for Black Friday, really. So next year I might. <laughs> but, oh. but we'll see on that one. I go every year. I have plans every year. Yes, I know you do. <laughs> What's on the list? <laughs> Well, is obviously the, uh, this upcoming Black Friday. Obviously the uh, the yield PlayStation Plus cards and iTunes cards um, I always get. So if anybody's listening to us from PlayStation, your host has already t- partaken in the forty five dollar PlayStation Plus yearly subscription. Already forty four ninety five actually. It's okay. online. It's on their Black Friday promotional on the PlayStation. It's, it's already store. been on the. It's been on the PlayStation store for a week now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I already went ahead and grabbed it. Awesome. Yeah, I couldn't that's miss something out. I grabbed the day of. I grabbed the cards and yes. along with my uh, iTunes cards. Um, I'm actually going to buy a couple games. I'm going to get. I'm, uh, I keep hearing Modern Warfare is something to try out, so I'm going to buy that at a discount. Actually. I've heard the campaign is decent, but multiplayer is very eh. Uh, I heard well, I heard that in the beginning, 
now I heard that like because of a couple patches, like it's it's strong. The online is a bit stronger now, so it's a like a lot more people are going to online with it again. So, kind of want to try that out. Of course, Concrete Genie, we have spoken about Woo-hoo. that. Yes. And uh, if it's discounted, I'm going. I'm definitely going to get a uh, Sekiro. Die twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna walk down that plank. Um, yeah. And I, uh, of course, uh, my big one. I'm gonna get a, a new 4K monitor. Welcome to the world of PlayStation Pro. Yep. Even though I was the About first time. one to get a Pro. Yes. Okay. Yes, you were. Not gonna yeah. lie. Yes, you were. And, and you honestly, just got your new monitor. If, too. Yeah, I just got my new monitor. But honestly, if my PlayStation Slim wasn't starting to show signs of issues, I would have kept going with it. Oh, real? I mean, come on, dude. That was a pretty PS4, though. It was the Final Fantasy 15 edition. I mean, it was pretty, but I just wasn't a fan of the Final Fantasy 15. So, I, I wouldn't so yeah, I, I will. I will absolutely agree with you. I'm not a fan of 15. Um, I, and that. That's hard for me to say because I love Final Fantasy. Um, I do too, but there, the, there are some in there in the history books of some of the games that I just did not enjoy. Well, I didn't enjoy know. the earlier ones. It wasn't really until seven that really, really hooked me. I, I, I didn't play one in three, which I think were some of the best ones to come out, but. Uh, uh, I was the strategy guide holder. I, I helped my mm-hmm. brother and his friend uh, play, technically, when I was younger. But my yeah. first was the same. Mine was uh, seven when I got into it. Mm-hmm. Seven, eight, nine, ten were were my history. Seven, yeah, seven, eight, nine, and ten, and I do love thirteen. Now, granted, I didn't do thirteen two or thirteen. You know, lightning oh, returns, I so I don't know how the well. rest of it went. I did I thirteen really, well, but I did not do thirteen two. No, I refused. And I think that thirteen preps us for FF seven remake, very much so. Because if you know that system, you know outside of oh, yeah, you know, yeah. switching the the jobs, um, it's it's really it's really right on par with it. So, so let's let's get to it. So it came out that John Turturro is going to play Carmine Falcone in The Batman. So we now have the Riddler, Catwoman. We have Penguin and Falcone. Mm -hmm. They are flushing this thing out. Well, yeah, it seems like the first. You know what? My prediction is that this first one. Is going to be like like another. I think they're going to do like another introduction type of thing, but not not a not a first movie basis like origin story, hero mm-hmm. story. I think we're going to get an introduction to this uh, this movie's like Gotham. So I think we're going to get like throughout the movie, we're going to see the inner workings of Gotham. So I think Penguin's going to have his. Uh, like my prediction is that mm-hmm. Penguin's going to have his club. Uh, he's going to be that club owner, um, uh, arms dealer. Riddler, I'm really hoping, is like the sadistic 
um, Arkham character yeah. that I, I like. He he's probably my one of my favorite uh, characters in in Arkham because he's just like is as much as those mini games are frustrating. Uh, <laughs> yes. if, if you really watch all of like those little cinemas of him, he's so crazy about like getting one over on the mm. Batman. And that's what I loved about Riddler. Well, so. and from what I've heard about it is that this story is taking place in an already existing Gotham where the villains are already existing. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that. I, so think, I, like- I, I think that's going to be the introduction, like as a, a whole in a movie. Mm-hmm. Not the hero story as like a standard first movie we get. Yeah, I think we're going to be introduced to, which I think is going to be nice and different. Are you thinking going? Are you thinking like going the 1989 Batman route, where Batman's already existing, and we like kind that, of get yeah. that kind of pseudo backstory a little bit? Yeah, um, but in those Batmans, we saw the birth of the villains, which I th- which is going to be nice for the new one because the villains are already going to be established. Mm-hmm. So we're picking up wherever this story is going to leave off, which is nice. Cause like, I think everybody knows the origin of Batman and the villains and all that. Yeah. So I think it's finally time. Like a movie like this is like, Hey, we're starting in Gotham. Yeah. Batman's going to do his thing. And then you, you already know the villains. So spoiler alert. A, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. Batman's parents die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the John Turturro thing. Um, I love him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen him in both serious and, and comedic. Uh, he's been doing a lot more comedic, so I really hope he goes more serious as the gangster. I, I, I like. I hope he doesn't... I, I feel like the character will kind of get downplayed. Mm-hmm. Falcone will, if, if he goes a little comedic, even just a little bit. I'd like to see him go like straight serious, because he could be a... A, a really scary, serious actor in in some of the mm-hmm. movies he's. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean he's done he's done a ton of films and yeah he is great in everything he is in. Um, you know, I mean for those that are part of the you know teen and early twenties generation that don't know that name, uh, if you've watched the Transformer series, he is Agent Simmons. Um, so that's where some of that comedic, no. comedic stuff goes. Um, he's also in rounders, which he was, he was great he's, in. He's been in, you know, he's been in rounders. Like you said, he's been in, Oh brother, where art thou? Yeah. He's been in Barton Fink. He's been in some really, really good roles and some of them, yes, are comedic, but then some of them are very, very serious. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely am looking forward to that. And I think it's a great, great compliment to an already great cast. Yeah. Cause the thing is, he's very, he's like, he's a New York actor. He's very New York. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's really going to add something to the movie. Cause he's, he's always had that kind of like that kind of swagger. Like, you know, you can always tell like, Oh yeah. Totoro's from New York. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Like he's always had that like attitude, that swagger. Like he's he's gonna bring something to the table, you know. He's gonna be a good Falcone, I think. It's a New York thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you, uh, fur hat wearing folks out Long Beach because it's. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Dude, we wear it because it's fashionable, not functional. <laughs> Dude, 
what the heck was going on the 405 last night, speaking of that? Because I saw all these pictures where people were posting about the 405 being like bumper to bumper oh, that was, traffic. Yeah, uh, yesterday and today. Because uh, <laughs> to, yesterday and today are the worst, two worst days uh, just in tra- traveling in general. I, I made so. the comment. I was like, well... I only like dealing with that once a year for E3. <laughs> yeah, um, you guys don't even come on a on a busy like busy month, no. like a busy season. It's just continuously like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so I don't, I don't miss that. But uh, <laughs> so something for people, you know, to partake in while they sit in that traffic or you know traffic throughout the country, especially traveling, which we hope everybody traveled safely over Thanksgiving. But uh, Disney Plus, yeah, let's let's talk about that because now we've had it out. It's been out for two weeks now, and I want to see what your opinions are on it. Uh, Disney Plus, oh, honestly, um, I think it's got a lot of potential. I'm not surprised at some of the flack that it's been getting. It's a new streaming service. It's you know it's a it's the streaming service that's been getting a lot of buzz, but um, uh, the one thing I will say, I think it it's it was a little slow on the original content, um, with the oh Disney Plus. I'm sorry, I was I was thinking uh, Apple Plus. Disney Plus. <laughs> I'm so, uh, well, yes, Apple Plus. Well, if you want to talk about Apple Plus, that's kind of fade. That's faded into like the shadows ever since Disney Plus launched. Every, ever Nobody's since talking Disney about Plus it. came out. Disney yeah. Plus uh, has given us a lot of great original content, but it's um, it's kind of sticking with that, the new Netflix Netflix mentality. So like you're having to wait for episodes weekly or biweekly. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is fine. I get that. And that's okay. Uh, I have to say the Mandalorian show is probably one of the best shows coming out this year. It really Dude, is. Mandalorian. I'm like, when's it drop? When's it drop? When's it drop? It's kind of like that. It's like that for the rookie with Star Wars. You know, it's just I'm, yeah. I'm loving I'm loving Mandalorian. Um, I am amazing. fully caught up. Oh, with yeah. The latest it's, episode from Friday. Favreau is really pulling out all the stops in his talent. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you if so, you recognize this, but the whole sh- the whole shoot, the all three episodes, for me has been like a space western, and it's mm-hmm. it beautifully shot. Not to mention like the story, characters, everything's great, but it has really been beautifully shot. And uh, I actually just found out that um, it's because of the budget, which was like close to between 22 and 20, 25 million dollars an episode. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to talk about the way it's shot, right? Um, Bryce Dallas Howard is directing the next episode. Oh, sweet. Oh, I saw a little snippet about that. Um, Her father, Ron Howard, tweeted it out and was like, hey, she's directing. Um, No, I loved it. after watching episode one, though, like the first one, I was like, I was kind of on the fence. I was like, it has potential, but it also has for me, it felt like it also has a potential to have some of those shortcomings that Favreau has, like he had with Jungle Book and 
with some of the stuff with the Lion King where CG is being relied too heavily on for some scenes of it. Like, but then, but the, but the whole movie, but both of those movies were all mm-hmm. CG. But so here's my thing though, is when I was like, okay, cool. We got to get, let's get into this. Let's see what happens because honestly he's using kind of original source material. We don't know who the Mandalorian is yet. We just know they, everybody calls him Mando, but we don't know who this is. Uh, but it's, it's for sure. It was for sure stated that he's not Boba Fett. He's not Jango Fett. He's no one. This oh, is yeah. an original character. Yeah. We just but don't the know thing exactly is, who he is. We know the a little thing bit is, of backstory. Is why I didn't, yeah, the thing is, is why I didn't have uh, like any qualms about or worry about the show, is because one, John Favreau does know what he's doing mm-hmm. when it comes to things like this, uh, especially with, I mean, especially with that budget. I mean, Iron Man one and two were good. Um, Iron Man one was better, but um, uh, but the thing is, uh, this is like totally his wheelhouse. Just it, it's just a straight story. And he's even said uh, the team that he's working with all have experience in working on the old practical uh, applications from New Hope, Return of the Jedi and uh, Empire. So they're using like a lot of a lot of those uh, spaceship shots. Those are one to one models Mm-hmm. used as a shot. So they're doing like old school shots like they did in the new hope, which is why I wasn't worried about it. I'm like, they're yeah. going back to basics. They want this to be this. They want this to look new, but have that old feel and they are I, killing it. They are I doing wasn't such like, a great job. I wasn't worried about it. It was more of just like, Hey, it felt like it could, but this was one of those ones. that's like, okay, I want to see the next episode. I want to see how they grow this. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, two, every episode it, leaves you like that. Like, oh, man, I want to see the next episode now. With two, right? Okay, cool. It's it's kind of growing, but it's kind of having some a little bit of that com- comedic elements, right? Dude, the Jawas just stripped down your ship, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And, but you still, I was like, okay, cool. This is getting better. I want to see what happens next, right? And then yeah. – they introduce the, you know, you've got Baby Yoda really yeah. in there, which it's which not is really Yoda. So it's, it's the it's a species. But that's the thing, um, though. That's what's so crazy about the show, too, is because there now there's this whole uproar. Like, everyone's calling it Baby Yoda, but they're like, but we don't know what Yoda's race is. So there's still all that mystery about yeah. it. So that's why it's become like a thing, which is also cool. And then um, episode three, which just came out this past Friday, um, yeah. you actually get to see the Mandalorian be the Mandalorian. You get to see an entire squad of Mandalorians just show up and lay waste. That which was, dude, that was awesome epic. to see. And, yeah. Um, but you know, honestly, I can't wait to see what happens next. I really can't. It's just, you know, we now know he's got a bounty on his head. So a bounty hunter yeah. with a bounty on his head. It's going to, yeah. this is going to be interesting. Um, but the thing is, it's a about not only a bounty hunter, but a bounty hunter Mandalorian. Now, yeah. this is also something that's kind of kind of hurt my heart, but it's still also kind of a cool thing. Um, so I don't know if you heard the whole history that Jango Fett and Boba Fett aren't real Mandalorians. Mm. No, I did not know that. 
So technically in the Clone Wars show, which I am currently uh, re-watching just to get acclimated. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to I watch all of Rebels because I've missed a few seasons too, so I'm yeah. trying to do the whole thing. Um, Jango Fett apparently stole the armor um, and posed as a Mandalorian and just used the armor uh, as like a trophy because uh. apparently he killed a Mandalorian. And then Django inherited from his brother, from his father, mm-hmm. uh, or Boba inherited from Django. But that still kind of turns both of those characters into like still badasses because <laughs> one because they they killed the Mandalorian. They killed a Mandalorian. They stole the armor, and not to mention Boba Fett was still very well known since he was a kid, yeah, as being a ruthless bounty hunter. So like. They're still awesome characters, but that like it kind of, like that kind of killed it for me when they were like mentioned. Oh, they're not really Mandalorians; they're not real. So I was mm-hmm. that kind of hurt, but they're still badass. So I think so far out of the show, my two favorite parts of this are the fact is that Mando's ship has pretty much a mobile carbon freeze unit in it. <laughs> Oh my god, that was such a cool like, like nod to yeah. That I was, was like cool. wow. Lando's that's got such this a big that's ass a facility too. and he miniaturized it. Um yeah. but second was seeing IG eleven, which for those that are familiar with the Star Wars universe, IG eleven is the assassin droid line that IG eighty eight, who is the big droid that sits in the on the Star Destroyer and uh, Empire Strikes Back when Vader's talking about the bounty for Han and the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Uh, but you actually get to see IG-11 be the assassin droid that we finally who, are who was supposed also, to do. Who was voiced by Taika Waititi, who uh, directed Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. So, a lot, yeah, lot of it, cool, lot of cool uh, uh, actors in that, too, that, that just want to be a part of it, mm-hmm. which is great. Now... Speaking of lightsabers and Star Wars and all of that, um, a game that has kind of taken on similarities to Star Wars, uh, Beat Saber. Oh, which yeah, is yeah. A fantastic VR game, from what I've been told. Uh, Beat Games, the maker of said game, is going to be bought out by Facebook and be moved under Oculus Studios. I huh. I understand the move in a way um, because Facebook's trying to become relevant in gaming, especially they are trying to push the whole Facebook gaming, which is an alternate to Twitch and YouTube, which I hate to say it. The tw- you, Facebook trying to go up against YouTube and Twitch in the realm of game streaming is like Sony trying to go toe to toe with Nintendo in the portables realm. I agree. They're um, established. Yeah. They know what they're doing. And honestly, it's Facebook. Yeah, um, I get it. I mean, I get why they're going. They, they, they have to make them. they have to make moves, and they have to you know do something different. Um, I just noticed on their mobile app, they just added. Uh, uh, like a dating uh, oh, profile that's deal. Been around, that's been around for a little bit, but yeah, it's 
Oh, I think this, but I think this is the first time they pushed it on their mobile for like to be on your dock. Oh, oh it, it's dock. it's okay. So mine's not on the mo- the bottom dock. It's actually just in the menu piece of it. But that's interesting. Yeah, and I actually noticed that. But I mean, more power to Facebook if they can pull it off. They can. Um, but what happens with that? Um, now in other third-party gaming news, a a game that we saw at E3 that you are stoked about, Cyberpunk. Oh. CD Projekt Red announced this week that they're going to have mocap sex scenes in this game. Really, do we need mocap sex scenes in Cyberpunk? Uh, well, I can understand. I mean, it just different. It, it just like I think it's for like the realism of like certain scenes or probably uh, like uh, cut scenes, like when you're in your room and like you can you can buy like escorts and stuff like that. I think it's just to make it a little bit more real. I don't think we're gonna see anything, but I think it's mainly for movement and like realism. Uh, not that it really matters, but. It's, you know, they're just crossing all their I's and dotting all their T's. They want this game to be as fluid and as real as as it could possibly be, which it does look. It does. But then I, I wonder how how close to going from over over that M rating are they going to push this before they have to they maybe will. start I tweaking mean, some things. I don't think so. There were other games that have had sex scenes and like they weren't mocapped and they looked ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they're just being thorough. I just That's think all. it's entertaining. It's like, do we really need that in this day and age? No, not really. But it's going to it's going to cause of, yeah. a certain it's going to cause a certain demographic out there to buy the game. True, but I also think more and more people kind of want it because they want that realism in the game. Yeah. Like, they don't need to see everything, but I think they want, you know, their char- the characters to be more realistic, and mocap is getting way more oh, and more yeah. advanced and utilized in not only movies, television, but, you know, obviously video games. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at what Test Training's done. Oh yeah. So you look at what, you know, they're going to they're doing with Last of Us, what they did with Uncharted. So yeah, mocap is is becoming huge. Um so let's let's let give some of the our Xbox listeners uh some news regarding Xbox games with gold which was announced. Um so the December titles are this. Insane Robots, which is a card battler type game is going to be available all month. Jurassic World Evolution, which is kind of like that coaster tycoon Jurassic Park style. Um, yeah. That's going to be available from December 16th through January 15th. Uh, Toy Story 3, the 360 <laughs> game, will be available <laughs> from December 1st through December 15th. And Castlevania Mirror Fate is 12-16 through the end of December, the 31st. Um, damn. I I don't know what to say to that. I don't. 
All I can say is that they they are really counting the days till they can announce Scarlet. <laughs> like, oh man, this I, is our cash cow. It's this been is, like this, but know, it's, it's been, been like, like this, this really since you know they try to compete with the whole free game thing every month with you know Xbox Live, which I think, granted, they're. Game Pass is doing fantastic. It's adding tons and tons of new stuff all the time, which is fantastic. But when you look at what the games with gold are compared to just one of the PlayStation Plus free games, they don't hold a candle to it. So to mo- we are to getting most of the PlayStation Plus games. No, we've gotten well, so many AAA titles. Let's talk AAA that we're getting for free because Titanfall Two is one of the free games for next month. Now, oh, sweet. I own it. I think you own it. For sure. Um, well, I owned, I owned it when I had a, I owned it when I had an Xbox. Oh, you have not played it on PlayStation. No. Oh. No. Well, then you get Which free. Cuz I'm going to yeah, I'm going to play that. I I will Which, play that. Again. Honestly, I I love Titanfall. The mech battle and combat in that, the the traversal, um, just wall running, everything about that game from Respawn was fantastic. Yeah. It is a great game. I didn't play the multiplayer. I know you did. Um, but just from a story perspective, for me, it was a fantastic game. And then the other game that PlayStation Plus members are going to get is Monster Energy Supercross. So for you know those out there like the Supercross games and stuff like that, they're getting a freebie. Honestly, I'll toss it on. You know, I'll get it on my account just because I pretty much get most of the free ones. Just add it to the account. And that's it. But um, Titanfall 2 is amazing. I got it on sale for like 10 bucks <laughs> during one of their really big like um, flash sales. So I already have it. Oh, but it is one I absolutely recommend picking up, uh, especially for those people that are just getting PlayStations for the first time. To, especially if you get that $200 bundle. And yeah, toss on a PlayStation Plus subscription at forty five bucks for a year. For two forty five, you're getting four AAA titles. Yep. So um, now speaking of respawn, you and I both have been playing Fallen Order. Oh yeah. <laughs> How are you liking it? Uh, I'm loving it. It's been taking over most of my time. I have been forcing myself to play. Uh, a bit of Pokemon to, to kind of catch up with everybody. But I just, I, I, that's, that's my problem with anything. Star Wars, anything star Wars. And that's remotely good. It takes over my time. And, and this, yeah, this is nothing short of that. This game is like the moment I started it, I knew like, it's going to be a while since I go back to Pokemon and death standing. <laughs> and, and like, Dude. I'm probably going to finish this game first. Sid Asmussen and his team at Respawn did a – I can't put it into words. I Honestly, I put this on the level of what Corey Barlog and Sony Santa Monica did for the new God of War. They have yeah. brought Star Wars to the modern age. Yes, it has Dark Souls-esque stuff to it, right? But, that, but that's, the cha- that's the challenging part, it is though. The that's challenge. what's so good about and, it. And here's the thing is. As much as it pisses me off, I'm not throwing my controller at it. I'm like, okay, screw you. I'm going back to try and kill you. Yeah, you know, and get my get my experience points back. Um, it is it is stunning. The 
attention to detail, the different pieces um, for like the sets, so to speak, you know, like the first real planet you go to um, after leaving the vault, right? Um, if there's a side door I found that has a crashed Republic cruiser and um, a crashed Clone Wars era fighter, you know, yeah. the actual big ones that the transports that you see in Attack of the Clones. And I thought that was a fantastic touch. Um, and there's a lot even, of those. There's a lot of those throughout the game. The, and they hide stuff so well. Yeah. Like, I I don't know why, but I ended up turning, you know, turning around and looking at something. And here's a side path. I'm like, crap, I never saw you there in the first place. Yeah. Apparently, they're hiding stuff behind waterfalls. Yeah. And it's like just everything they're doing with this game and the respect to Star Wars um, is great. Now, the only little, little minute annoyance I have with the game is the lightsaber slice. No, 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 not even that. I mean, oh, okay. is the opening to the game, right? When you're on the train, it felt like you're on a horizontal version of the opening to Uncharted 2, where you're oh, okay. traversing the train, okay. trying to get a whole, you know, ahead of it and everything, just like in Uncharted 2, where you're trying to climb up the train before it falls down the mountain. Right, right, you know, right, right. That was my only beef. It was like, well, you can totally tell Sid worked for Sony, <laughs> you know, Um but other than that, it's been it's been amazing. Um, you do have to learn blocking and when to block and when not to block. I mean, it is it does have a bit of a learning curve, but not much not like that of Bloodborne or Dark Souls. And but it is it's that's why I keep saying it's it's very similar to Sekiro to the parrying and the blocking. Mm-hmm. Only it's a little bit more lenient on Fallen Order than it is uh, Sekiro, but you still have to be pretty patient for Fallen Order. You, like the the like the one I'm on right now with one of the Fallen Sisters, it's like or the 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 sisters, whatever mm-hmm. the Night um, Sisters, the Night Sisters, yeah. Uh, like I'm, I really have to like re- continuously tell me like be patient. Okay, block, block, block. All right, back up. Two two hits. Back up. Wait. Like you re- you do. There's some strategy, and you really do have to be patient. And that yep. still gets me sometimes. <laughs> Dude, uh, I came across when I came across my first probe droid, and I killed it. Oh yeah, right. It's like, okay, it's quarter life. I'm going to go run up to it and just slice it down and kill it, right? I go running up oh, to it and it, it explodes it right up. in my face. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. I made that same mistake. But now I utilize them like right when I, when I see oh, them yeah. about to blow up. Force pull and then force push. Yeah, I love force pushing things off mountains, off ledges. It's like, get out of my way, yeah. go away, you know? Yeah. Um, and it is, it's hard though. When you're fighting groups, it's like, Wow, I I really gotta manage where everything is. Um, yes, but, but I love that uh, about the game. That's what I love about the game too. But the further you go along, learning and unlocking, um, like uh, lightsaber, your your survival, your force, all of those, uh, the final ones to unlock uh, are specialized around fighting groups of enemies. Mm-hmm. So like even that is is tackled in the game where like 
it notice yeah, like yeah we give you a group of enemies to fight you it's going to be a challenge in the beginning but at the end if you choose the right um things to unlock they're a cinch and i don't think there is a right or wrong way to do it either it's just depending on your place so it's, it's just ha- yeah, it's, it's like night fuel republic play. You know, the yeah. original Knights of the Republic, it, you, you unlock different things based on how you wanted to play the game. And it has that feel to it, which is great. I love how how customized you can actually make your lightsaber and how it looks and I do all too. the pieces like, to I which you more, can I want more stuff. And, yeah, now I want more stuff to customize. I love the subtle nod to Luke's lightsaber. Yeah. To his actual Return of the Jedi uh, green blade with that torch type emitter. And you actually get that in the game along with the same switch. Yep. And it is it is such a great touch and I love it. So there are these little nods to the Star Wars universe that are in this game that they did so much work to to get this in. And it's canon. For the most it part, is. It's, and and one yeah. of the uh, one of the fun little facts I, I found out about the the game is that the game is responsible responsible for bringing back the color orange for lightsabers because mm-hmm. now it's officially canon. So they're they're yeah. orange is back. Yes, absolutely. So now the other game you mentioned that we're trying to play is Pokemon yeah. Sword and Shield. <laughs> how are you how are you liking it now that we've actually got our hands on the the full build under other than the just the EV water gym no versus because at e3 we got to play the the water gym you know got to play that oh, for a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. Um, um now that we've gotten the full build in your hands how do you feel about it i love the entire spectrum of the game so what i was really hoping for was what they first introduced in Let's go Eevee and Pikachu when you were walking from one like neighborhood to another neighborhood or town to town Mm -hmm. um, that you could see the Pokemon in the wild. I love that they put that back in, but I also Except love they put in the surprise ones too. <laughs> yeah, the surprise, but th- but that's also fun because uh, technically you can get a rare yes. if you if you allow those to come in and run at you. Um, but the other surprise was like the wild areas. I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. like that. I already knew it was like I'm, I'm going to lose so much time just yeah. going back and forth trying to find what I can find. And it's a mix of Pokemon too between high level ones and, and lower level ones in that wild area too, which is like yeah. which is awesome. Which, um, which encourages you like once you like level up and going through more of the story, but to go back. Like I love that that's a lot of well thought out moves for the game. I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm we know I'm not a huge Pokemon fan by any means, but I'm loving the game. It's a lot of fun. I like all the uniqueness with the Pokemon. I mean, how many different ones I keep coming across. Um, yeah. Now, my favorite so far is Farfetch'd. More specifically, the evolution of Farfetch, which is Surfetch'd. Surfetch'd yeah. is a tank. He can take I just, it uh, and I, he can that was dish The it. last move I did was uh, when you told me on how to get him. I finally, mm-hmm. I that was all I focused on, and I got two, and uh, it was one to trade. So yeah, for awesome. 
for our listeners out there, um, the evolution of Farfetch'd is a little bit harder to do. Um, whereas a lot of Pokemon just evolve just through natural means, Farfetch'd will not evolve until you get three critical hits in a battle. Now, Farfetch'd by himself only has about a 5% crit rate. However, if you can get if you can get a Farfetch'd to drop the leak item and you equip it to your Farfetch'd, it will make your crit percentage 50%. So it'll make it a heck of a lot easier to get those three crit hits in a battle and evolve Farfetch'd to Surfetch'd. Now, Surfetch'd is only in Pokemon Sword. It is so you not have to trade unless you have, the, unless you have Sword. Correct. Um, now, I will say this. I went with Squabble. And I now have his third evolution of Inteleon. And man, Inteleon is a beast. I went, has, with my monk, I went with my monkey. Do you have him up to the third and final level already? Yeah, he looks cool. Drum banging. Yeah. yeah. I, I named went, him a boo. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I, um, <laughs> what is it? The lightning puppy that there is out there? Um, oh, he evolves please. into a dog, right? I named yeah. him Bolt. <laughs> oh, you did? I named him yes. Simba. <laughs> no, man. Simba's going to be... That's that's Growlithe, man. That'll be Growlithe. Growlithe? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Growlithe. but I named him Bolt. And the the little panda, Pancham. Oh, I named him Poe. I named him Poe, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> my he, wife I mean, is sitting there... She's looking at me like you're such a nerd. He's a panda, but he's a, but he's a fighter. That's a fighting Pokemon, so you got That's it. Why I need both. Yeah, and I think honestly, what I want to do is as I get the Pokemon that are more like them, I think I'll probably name them for the Furious Five. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Just start naming them all the Furious Five and, and be <laughs> done with it. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um. It's hard with so many games out right now to even play everything. Yeah. I, I counted it out. I have like five or six that I'm all working on concurrently between Death Stranding, Fallen Order, Luigi's Mansion, um, Pokemon. Uh, I went and picked up Untitled Goose Game, which is something we talked about on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I have not played. I've not started playing it yet, um, but it is downloaded on my Switch for me to play. And then I've got Concrete Genie. There are too many good games right now, and I can't, I I can't remember a time really, in the last few years where we've had this type of this many games. Yeah, I remember when we were waiting like two, three more months, and then our, like that one game we're waiting for is coming out. Right, and we were like and, we had nothing but time to play our own games. Like I remember when I was going back playing my third round of Red Dead and then also restarting um, Breath of the Wild because, I, like, I had nothing else to play. And now, I like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing Pokemon, s- Death Stranding, Fallen Order, and I still have to finish Borderlands, the story. Oh, and we're still playing Borderlands, too. So yeah. make that number set. You know, and I've got a stack <laughs> of games. Like, I want to go back through and do the Horizon Ultra Hard. 
and get the hundred percent trophy list. I want to but go back. So I, I want to kill playing, the, the rest of the Valkyries for God of War. I want. I want my platinum. You. You want your platinum now because Jason did it, and you cannot have let Jason platinum the game because he doesn't play much. But but whatever games he does play, he goes for platinum. Yeah. He used. To, he. I mean, he used to be a. He used to chase platinum, man. Yeah, he used yeah. to be a trophy hunter, dude, and he was good. I. You know. I will chase the trophies on the games that I love, but they're also ones that you can get through a normal playthrough, right? So yeah. Spider-Man, yeah, God of I'm, War. Pretty much, I'm the same know. way. But the only the the only asterisk in in my library is God of War. I like that was one I know I could do it, but the moment I finished it, I moved on to another, and I just didn't look back until yeah. it wasn't until you and Jason. Both got platinums where I'm like, oh, I knew Facey, I should have. You didn't like you didn't like me shit talking you. You didn't like me throwing that shade your way and reminding you all the time. Uh, it stung. It's I mean, good for you, but it did sting because I, I could have gone for that platinum. <laughs> I could have gone for it. I you know I I, I thought about not doing it right. And I was like, okay, you know, there's a couple of things like the little like side things. Go find every chest, right, and and stuff yeah. like that. I was like, eh. But then I looked at it. I'm like, dude, that's only three trophies away from a platinum. Well, <laughs> right. Google. Where's might, everything might at? As well. Yeah. <laughs> and not to mention, like every area they give you. Like that's what I loved about that game too is that they give you the the list of everything that you were missing. So, like, if you just stayed in that area long enough, looked, you and like eliminated everything, that area was done. You were you were good. Yeah. So I I am I I am okay with the platinums that I have now. Uh, oh yeah, me too. You know, one of them's on Telltale, which honestly, all you have to do is play the game. Through actually, I I have that one because five. you told me the same one. <laughs> the yeah, Batman. Is it Batman? Uh, yeah. yeah. And honestly, I should probably go back and finish episode, you know, the second one. But I just the story was kind of starting to go downhill for me. And I started losing interest in it really quick. When really? you started I going. It, I found it interesting. Well, it's when you were going the, to the mental hospital and then you ran into Joker and then. No, no. Like uh, later on, um, when you actually try and join the group with joker and everything in the underground and become like the gangster and stuff that's where it was kind of like eh. um you know the order 1886 that's another one that you can just get by just playing the game you yeah. know finding the little all the hidden little things to find but you can just play the game and earn it and that was one i i love the the game itself yeah and, talk about a gem but he was just uh, unfortunately it, it was too frail. short it was too yeah. short. It really was. I mean, it's like a 15, maybe 20 hour playthrough. If that, I mean, that's, that's pushing it. it. That's, and that's probably looking at everything. You could probably sit down in a day and, and do a good eight to 10 hour session of that game and you could beat it. Yeah. You know, but I took my time. I enjoyed the story looking around, finding different things and it's a fantastic game. And, Ready at Dawn, I don't think got the credit for it. I just think it was probably overhyped, you know, at the I, time. I, I think they spent too much on on uh, advertisement. Yeah, uh, where they could have put more into the game. Because uh, 
that game really sold itself. It was an original, great story. And I still fight for that game to be made into a movie. That would seriously be, if, if you guys have never played The Order, play it and like try not to imagine it as a movie because it would be oh, awesome. It would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Steampunk, Knights of the Round Table against the Lycans in yeah. late 1800s London. I mean, that just is amazing. And furthermore, you can get the game pretty cheap on the PlayStation Store. So yeah. if you haven't picked it up, go go get it. Heck, go down to GameStop. You can get it for like five, ten bucks. Yeah, and it's a quick playthrough. Give it a try. It is a really good game. Mm-hmm. You know, like we said, it's a little short, but does have that replayability and it is a uh it's a fun game and i but, i really do think it should be a movie it really again, is that good so you really need a good game and an enjoyable game to be 60 80 100 hours yeah i don't think Red so. redemption well no no but what i'm Red saying is though, you look at you know the order right it's in anywhere from an 8 to 15 to 20 hour game right depending on how oh, you play yeah, it yeah. and it's a great enjoyable game and i loved it but I didn't have to have like spend hours and days and, you know, time upon time just to finish the game. It was like, hey, I could sit down, I could play it. Took me a couple weeks playing after work and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah, it was definitely something you can you can finish quick. And but it was a good quick. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, um, I think they could have delved more into the story if they were going to add more to the game. Uh, but I I think the way it ends, it right, good. it was they were setting it up for a second one, and I think you would have gotten more story with it. Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, to Sony, I, I hope you guys let let it come out as a second one. You still own the rights to it. Just bring Radio Dawn back. Don't make Nintendo's mistake of handing off Metroid to somebody else. Just go get <laughs> go get the original, you know. Go get ready, it's on. Let him make the sequel. You know what? That's the thing with Sony. Um, don't don't hold hold it against them. I think we might get surprised within the next couple of years. I, I don't think they have oh, it. I, like, I think we're gonna see sequels and stuff to IPs that are in Sony's vault that we haven't even really thought yeah. about in years. Yeah. I'm, like, we're still we're, gonna we're see still that. hearing rumors from Naughty Dog about um, Jack and Daxter. Yes, I can't wait. If it's a remake, or if it's a or a, like a remaster, or if it's a, a remake or a new like number four, I'm ready. I loved those games. Like to, I'm, I think Theo was a Ratchet and Clank guy. I was Jack and Daxter. I never really got into either of them. Um, so I think if I, if and when I you know get another you know, get another Vita. I have Jack and Daxter on that as part of my mm. PlayStation library. So I think I'll give it another try. I'm, I'm um, telling you, man. Well, one, one was a good staple, but two and three were like ahead of its time in PlayStation two era. Like it had hovering, like hover bikes. Like it was somewhat of an open world, like a, it had a larger world for you to like scale and like find secrets. It was one of those first games that like, man, this like this area is large. Like, oh, OK, I can find this. And it was well, in, fun. All, in all honesty, 
Naughty Dog's been doing that since Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, the yeah, original yeah, yeah. that's kind of their bread you know? and butter. And like, look at what we got with Uncharted. Like, that's that's still their bread and butter. Only we got human in like uh, human characters, and it's mm-hmm. just as good, yeah, and better. I love Uncharted. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I'm staring at Nathan Drake right now. That nice imported statue from Europe, sitting over top the Switch. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, I think I think we can call this one an, an, a night here, Jerry. You've had a long day. I've had a long day. Yep. Both got to go uh, work tomorrow. Nah. Well, so, got to be adults and work on a holiday. Right. Not everybody <laughs> gets it off all the time. So um, for everybody listening, uh, I want to thank you for crashing game night with us tonight um i know this is this podcast will post after thanksgiving so i hope everybody had safe travels enjoyed the time with their family and their friends uh if you weren't able to see them you at least called them to say hey i miss you care about you guys do all of that Um, i'm feeling thankful for you in my life let's have some pie a la mode style Dude, Eva, <laughs> Eva made me an apple pie today. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Homemade apple pie. Nothing I'm like homemade. Yeah. yeah. So have a slice for me. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so as always, guys, if you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe on the platform of choice you're listening to us on. Uh, leave those comments. We do read them. We do put them on the podcast, as always. Um, Newman didn't have any smart aleck comments for the episode last week, but that's, of course, because he was on it. So I look forward <laughs> to seeing what we see this week. So, yes. um, you know, as always, everybody, please, you know, in this day and age, be excellent to each other. And above all, stay frosty. Show the love, show appreciation, and above all, show patience Thank you, nerds. Thank you for listening. And uh, once again, happy Thanksgiving and enjoy your time with the family because you never know what might happen. So enjoy, exactly. enjoy the time. All right. Good night, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you. And goodbye, nerds. Bye.